0: Hi there, this is Gary Turner from the Value Through Vulnerability podcast. Now we're 14 episodes in um, over the first three months of this new startup podcast, I thought it might be interesting for our listeners to hear my reflections on what I see as some of the common themes that have come out from the first 14 podcasts. Also, a few people have actually asked me um, over this journey so far, what actually is the purpose um, of this particular podcast? And as you can hear in the name, you know, vulnerability is one of the key aspects that I really wanted to delve into and to investigate. Um, Why is that? Because I've been on a very deep um, vulnerability journey myself over the last 18 months, dealing with my own fears, tapping into my early stage adolescent bullying at the age of 12 and 13, how I self-harmed how I was heavily into substances throughout my teens and my 20s, early 30s, and indeed how I had a mental health challenge um, a couple of years ago. And those things have all led me to understand an element of emotional suppression and a lack of vulnerability that I showed um, as I was going throughout those year, those formative years of my life. So there's a very personal reason for me wanting to in- investigate vulnerability, but there's also a very real human need for me um, to want to investigate vulnerability. And one of the big themes that have come out Throughout these first fourteen episodes, has been the the need for trust. So for us to lean in and trust other people without necessarily being trusted first, that takes vulnerability. That takes trust of ourselves to know that we're decent human beings, that we have high self worth, and that we have something to contribute to the world. And I think the way that organisations, in particular, are set up still today, doesn't allow us to bring that depth of self to the world of work. And that's something that I'll come on to as I as I continue these reflections other other aspects of this podcast um that are loose themes that but that we look to to touch on during the first uh, fourteen episodes are also inclusion. So how can we actually make ourselves more aware and more inclusive of those around us but particularly how can we help organizations in education be more inclusive and see the individual um, that comes to those those areas of their lives rather than seeing the mass? Um bums on seats aspects of those people coming to life, so inclusion is a big part of this um, podcast discussion, as is self awareness and a number of people have seen a vulnerability being part of self awareness um, which i i'm starting to see more and more as well um, and then there's another aspect to this more late lately has been around mindset and I think I just want to start there actually around mindset so this is going to sound like quite a bold statement from somebody that's voted conservative um, for most of their adult life because they didn't know any better, to be completely honest. So, you know, what I now see to be true or certainly my interpretation, my reality of what's been going on over the last 100, 150 f- years is that whilst it seems that we've, bec- we've become richer monetary terms and that we've developed in terms of materialism as a society over, the, over that period, I see, I see it to be that we've become greedier more insular, more xenophobic, more racist, more sexist, more power crazy, and more extremely competitive. And I would hold that out there as a reflection. And you can please challenge me, please agree with me, please give me a different point of view. Uh, But I really want these reflections to drive a conversation and maybe drive how this podcast is shaped as we move forward. Because all of those things I just mentioned aren't actually moving us forward as a connected race. Yes, a singular connected human race that doesn't see colour, doesn't see gender, doesn't see how one of us, how we will identify. We are a connected single human race of human beings. All of those other things I now know to be learnt behaviours that take us away from being the connected human race that we actually are. Now this is a really, really poignant reflection for me personally. I've been on, one of my most recent learning experiences has been around understanding how the mind works. So i.e. that we all have every, seven, every unique seven billion of us on this wonderful planet of ours all has our own interpretation of what reality actually is. You know, we can only have our own interpretation of reality and we see that from the inside out. So that's created through our mind, consciousness and thought. This sounds a little bit out there at first, but at the end of the day, that is all we have. You know, we talk you no. Know, so the things I mentioned, such as vulnerability, self-awareness, you know, all the different isms, sexism, racism, etc. all of those things are symptoms. All of those things are, to some extent, learnt behaviours or learnt things that we see when we're in a lower quality of mind. Now, th- this podcast is not for me to go into deep detail on that, but I just want to leave, put that out there for now, that a lot of the things that are challenges for us in society and a lot of the things that we've discussed on this podcast over the first, the first 14 episodes are learnt behaviours, which means they can be unlearned. And I think that's something I'd certainly like to look at as we move forward with this podcast as well. What's also been very interesting for me, if we do look at the, the those symptoms such as vulnerability, is I've I've come into this as I've shown you with opening this um, reflection with my my particular story, that I've sort of seen it that being the more vulnerable, the more open, the more transparent with vulnerability we are, the better that is for trying to build trust and trying to engage other people into your journey to try and get help other people open their story but a number of the conversations I've had on this podcast today have spoke about too little or too much trust can actually un- undermine the intent of why one offers vulnerability. Now, could that be because those people stating that are a little bit afraid to be completely vulnerable? Maybe. Could it be that actually too much vulnerability is scary for people in the wrong environment? I'm, I'm absolutely sure that's the case, but i But yeah, I'm still reflecting and thinking about how can being too vulnerable be a bad thing unless we're afraid that we cannot trust those that we are being vulnerable with. So I think this trust backbone is a really big thing for me and it's certainly something I'd like to be exploring more as I go uh, go through this podcast. I mentioned about mental health. That's was a really interesting um, reflection for me as well, particularly as I looked at my quality of mind, which has been a little low at points um, in recent years. Particularly when I had what I class as a mental health challenge. But when I had that mental health challenge, I'm now so clear that I wasn't a very low quality of mind. The things that I was telling myself when I had that burnout were, "You are not good enough, Gary. You'll never succeed." You don't have the experience or the contacts to be able to succeed in the area that you care most about. You know, all of that stuff I was telling myself, but nobody externally outside in was telling me that. It was all inside out that I was telling myself that. So mental health absolutely is an epidemic. It's costing the the UK economy alone $35 a year. You know, they've measured it to be 15.8 million working days lost due to a mix of anxiety, depression, and stress. But all of those three areas at the end of the day Generally, our mental that is thoughts being layered up and taking people away from their natural state of well-being. If those people could understand how the mind works, and they had the support to understand how the mind works, I genuinely believe those numbers would be eradicated. Big statement, I know, but I genuinely believe from how I now understand the mind that works. Those that fifteen point eight billion, with the right education, understanding, and the implication as to how the mind works could be completely eradicated. So that's something I'd like to leave out there for, for the listeners and something, again, for us to debate. Some of the really exciting activities that we've discussed on the podcast to date that I think can really help enrich and give meaning to people at work, I think such as job crafting. That's come up a couple of times, particularly with, with with Rob Baker. How can we actually develop even just small parts of our role that it really crafts it to be something that we totally own, totally believe in and can totally be purposeful with? Um, you know, autonomy's popped up a couple of times. Intent-based leadership with David Marquet is a really big inspiration of mine personally. You know, how can you flip an organization's hierarchy such that it moves to being, I intend to do something rather than I seek permission to do something. And I think some of, you know, many of David's comments really resonated with me. But the, one of the biggest ones is how can we tap into the um, the potential that's already sitting on everybody's shoulders, you know, that, that mind, that brain that is sitting on people's shoulders, but so often organisations are not tapping into. And this goes right throughout the all of the first 14 episodes of of, of the Value Through Vulnerability podcast, where on multiple occasions we're, we're referencing the one in three um, fully engaged Gallup stats that have been stubbornly stuck at those levels for over 20 years. And I can't help feeling that that resource, use that word for now, those human beings, that connected human race that are being paid billions for by the day, um, to work organisations, only one in three of those are fully engaged. There has to be a link for me, I'm no research scientist, but there has to be a link between those engagement stats, the mental health stats that are being um, quoted And the fact that, as David Marquet says, we're still not tapping into the latent potential that's sitting on people's heads. So what would it look like if organisations could be more vulnerable at the top? What if organisations did say, this morning, 9am, on the 29th of August 2018, we are going to give every one of our colleagues intent. We're going to give them a voice, a true voice that allows all of their creativity Um, their innovation, the problem solving that's sitting on their shoulder. How do we actually untap that? How do we just give them permission or tell them that we give them intent to come up with those ideas and we will give them a space to play, a place to experiment and to check if those ideas work. And if they don't, how do we iterate them such that they give that person purpose and also bring even better results for the organisation? So that's, that's, that's my big call to action today. And I'd like that to be challenged by anyone that's listening to these reflections. And also let's create a debate in future podcasts around this as well. Another big factor, I think, as well around um, what I've just described there is also psychologically safety. So you look at, you know, that's been a really big common theme throughout these first podcasts as well, you know, is are we making it safe enough, truly safe enough for people to suggest things? So, okay, we can try and flip the organisation to more of an intent-based organisation, but safety is so, so important in that, you know, would we actually accept for example, bullying in our own world, you know, at, the, at an adult, myself as an age 41 adult in my private world, there's no way on this earth I would have a friend or family member anywhere near me that bullied me. Yet yeah, I've accepted it in a work organisation. I've accepted it more than once in work organisations. Okay, I've left organisations in the past because of that. I've challenged organisations in more recent years where I've seen occasional bullying popping up. But for some reason, we go to the world of work and we change the value system we accept things at work because we're being paid and we have a lifestyle behind those salaries than we would do for in our private life and i find that really really interesting and i put myself in that same mix you know so we need to really be helping ourselves be accountable ourselves um, for making our workplaces and our own lives more um, safe to operate within but we all as individuals need to be stepping up we need to be challenging our organizations to make those um, spaces more safe, such that we can bring more of our whole self and such that we can give that other two thirds of people that aren't fully engaged at work, the chance to really make a difference because they want to every single person on this planet, I believe wants to make a difference bigger than themselves. I truly believe that. And uh, you know, safety is a big part of trying to make that happen. What I'd also like to just reiterate here at this point is this, you know, we are all connected, you know, we are all connected and it's something that I've not seen myself um, until very recently. And I think some of the work by Joe Candola and Bina Candola, um, uh, you know, via the Pern Candola uh, consultancy. You know, I've read Bina's book, Racism at Work, The Danger of Indifference, and I absolutely assert and recommend to anybody out there, please, please, please buy this book. There's nothing in this for me saying this. But there is so much talk right now, and Fr- Franny Oxford on Facebook and Twitter has done a wonderful thing i set up a small group for now around discussing white supremacy. Brene Brown um, put out a very um, emotional um, Facebook Live around a year ago, August 2017, around white supremacy and how we need to be having these conversations about racism at work, racism in society. And when we say white supremacy, we're not just talking about the KKK, Ku Klux Klan. We're talking about how the world is set up for white people like me. You know, I'm in The ruling group, I hate to say it, it's it's a crazy situation. I'm only becoming aware of it now. But white males still have an overtly powerful space in society. You know, I am able to access things. I'm able to walk more safely. I'm not being stopped and searched. I've never been stopped and searched um, ever. And, you know, how much of that is just because I've got white-coloured skin? You know, if I had black coloured skin, would I have been stopped and searched by now in my first 41 years? I don't know. I don't know enough about that topic. But there's a lot, there's certainly a lot in having these conversations and again, challenging the racism, the sexism. All of ageism, you know, how people don't accept people with disabilities as easily, the inclusion piece here. You know, we've got to start talking as adults about these things more often in our organisations, in our own lives and in society. And I firmly believe that books like Binners around, you know, talking about getting racism at work surfaced is a challenge. You know, we need to do it more. You know, I'll give you an example of one of mine, which is embarrassing to say, but, you know, for many years I associated, you know, you, I, I saw a driver pulling off across three lanes on a motorway. More often than not, I would see that as being an Asian woman. And I go, oh, bloody bloody hell, women Asian drivers, they all do that. What a horrific thing to have said until I read Binner's book. Yeah, there's there's white male drivers driving like that all the time. The white men, you know, white van drivers. Okay, another stereotype. But, you know, there's so many layers there's so many stereotypes that we learn in our mind or that we pick up from other human beings that we then accept to be true but it isn't actually true um, you know we need to challenge these micro incivilities as been mentioned in ourselves but also in those people around us and that's really hard you know to do that at work to do that with maybe your partner with your children but we all need to be doing this more such that we do make society a more equal place and i 'm really excited about some of the conversations coming up on the podcast um, in, in future um, sessions you know we 've got things like um, united but, um, sorry universal basic income as a conversation coming on we 've got people coming on from background of transgender of disability of different backgrounds and race um, race and religions. And, you know, this is really, really healthy for me. So we've started, I think, in these first 14 episodes, really getting, you know, me getting confidence around running a podcast, you know, still very much work in progress. But, you know, starting the conversation in a relatively soft introductory, how do we try and start getting this conversation moving? And I'd really like us to accelerate now into some of these more difficult conversations now. And that includes me stepping into my vulnerability. You know, I've never, I don't know people in my network. That are, that are, you know have maybe you know trans you know, have um, transitioned from being a woman to a man, for example. I don't have many people in my network that are black, Asian, come from ethnic minorities. I don't have people in my network that that are dealing with disability day to day. I want those people in my network. I want to learn from those people in those network, and I want to give and serve people in those networks. And I'm only going to be able to do that if I reach out to them and learn from them in those particular who actually operate in those aspects of life. And I'm hoping that I can give them something through this podcast and of me where maybe I can help you know, raise their uh, the awareness of their particular areas that they care about, what they're passionate about, but hopefully the things that I'm passionate about as well, particularly around the future of work and around how we actually try and reconnect society en masse, particularly using technology. Hopefully that will come across um, as we continue with this podcast as well. And I think just to wrap up these reflections at this stage... I think curiosity is coming out more and more and more. You know, pretty much every podcast on these first 14 podcasts, we're talking about how can we be more interested, curious in whatever aspects of life that we're interested in. But curiosity is so critical, and there's a World Economic Forum. Um, report quite quite recently march 2016 called what skill 21st century skill no sorry what skills do every 21st century student need and there's a whole range of things in there such as curiosity creativity um, problem solving skills social and cultural awareness etc and this of course goes back to education it comes back to families it comes back to how do we engage our own children how do we ensure that we're not introducing stereotypes at early ages with children, you know, as families, as education, but this curiosity piece is key. And I think every single one of us needs to be more curious, including myself, you know, and I, my, this podcast is one way for me to be more curious, be more curious about, you know, the human condition. How do we all connect to each other? How can we try and make a difference um, towards each other? How can we all serve each other to a, to a bigger end than ourselves? And I think technology as my final point, has been the massive enabler here. You know, everywhere I look, there's the fear-led um, You know, media. You know, the robot's going to take your jobs. Um, you know, watch out here. You know, this person over here is going to get you. This person over there is going to get you. And I'm just like, stop, 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 stop. Please just stop this nonsense. There's way more good in this world. We just don't see it as much as we see the fear-based stuff because it doesn't sell newspapers. It doesn't sell airtime. So... I'm not naive. I know we've got some very real problems, very, very real problems out there, and they're not going away anytime soon. But I can't help feeling, and I've nearly wrote a blog on this, but wasn't, yeah, I, I didn't feel competent to put it out at the time. So I'm just going to talk about it now as my final point. I was going to put out a blog called Healing, because I genuinely believe that as a society, as a human race, we are starting to actually reconnect. And technology, again, is a massive, massive enabler of that. You know, I would not have been able to have hardly any of the guests on this podcast so far if there wasn't the ease of technology for me to reach out to those people to engage those people over zoom to be able to to see them face to face across um, technology virtually to be able to use technology relatively cheaply and to get people onto the podcast sometimes too cheaply it appears with my microphone but you know technology is a huge enabler and i think we shouldn't be afraid of it and you know onto my last podcast guest wendy she summed up beautifully her number one Um, statement was for people to engage with social media don't be afraid of it just get involved dip your toe in have fun with it manage it but truly use technology to try and learn develop yourself grow step into your vulnerability be more inclusive become more aware all of these things are symptoms of a you know, of a slightly lower quality of mind, but by engaging in those areas, you're going to improve your awareness of self, raise that consciousness and be able to get yourself further back to source, whatever that means to you. So I really hope that these reflections have been helpful. I've loved doing the first 14 um, episodes so far, looking always for for new guests to come on. As I say, the first three or four areas have been around inclusion, self-awareness, vulnerability uh, and increasingly mindset. But, you know, this is truly a podcast for the people by the people you know there's no ultimate agenda um for this podcast being um you know being where it is right now it's just something that's an absolute passion project of mine you know hopefully it's connecting other people out there as well and i'd really look forward to hearing from more of you that may want to join the podcast i hope that these Key reflections are resonating with you. Please do challenge it, though. I'd really like you to come on, maybe as, as a podcast guest, or or join me on Twitter at, at Gary Turner Zero. That's at Gary G-A-R-R-Y, Turner Zero. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, let's let's have a debate about these things. Let's discuss them more. Um, but I think the more we do get these things on the table, particularly around trying to unlearn things such as sexism, racism, xenophobia. And moving to a more inclusive, collaborative um, way of being as individuals. That will only then ripple out to our families, to our worlds of work and to our societies. So, yeah, let, let's keep talking. Let's let's be curious. Let's be inclusive. And let's just generally look out for each other. Because we are all connected. We are one single human race. We are not race of colour, race of creed, race of sex, you know, race of anything else apart from one genuine human race and i really really commend and assert all of us need and should want to strive towards that we are all connected thanks for listening for now and i really look forward to speaking with you all soon